Hello everyone, this is Pastor Dean Thompson with a word of hope. The kindness of God. God is good. He is merciful and he is kind. His grace knows no bound. Not many persons can truly fathom the goodness of God. To the, to the degree that we in our finiteness should appreciate. We often find it easier to appreciate the goodness of God when we are the direct recipients of His grace. But many times when we see others on the receiving end, we think it unfair and we cry out for justice. The parable of the kind landowner is only recorded in the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. And there is an old rabbinical folk story about Israel being God's special servant, who have been working the longest and the hardest in the Lord's vineyard, and is set to receive the best and most reward when the day of reckoning comes. This story reflected the pride of the Jewish people, who saw themselves as better than other peoples and the Gentiles as dogs. Many believed that on the day of judgment, everything would be set right. Israel would be exalted and the Gentiles would be condemned. So Jesus telling this parable would create some disturbance, disturbance among his audience at that time because it seems like he was challenging them to have a paradigm shift in their thinking and outlook, especially when contrasting this story with the commonly known folklore. Chapter 19 of Matthew ends with him engaged in a discussion about sacrificing for the gospel and rewards to be received. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms for my name's sake shall receive many times as much and shall inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Matthew 19, 29 and 30, New American Standard. Chapter 20 has him telling a story, or a parable, about the giving of rewards. The real focus of the story is not the workers, but the kind landowner who is giving the workers their reward. In this story, there are some who worked all day, others different portions of the day, and some seem to have done very, very little to no work at all. They worked only for one hour. At pay time, everyone was paid the same amount, starting from the last hired to the first. Those who were hired first started to grumble and complain. They expected that they should have gotten more than those who were hired later. The landowner's reply was, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. But I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with what is my own? Or is your eye envious because I am generous? Matthew 20, 13 to 15. 
The denarius was that was agreed on was already a little more than a regular day's pay. But the early workers expected more because they saw the late workers receiving so much for so little. But the payment being given was not dependent on the amount of work each laborer had done, but on the kindness of the landowner. Salvation does not depend on the amount of work each of us do, but on the goodness or the grace of God. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works that no one should boast. Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 All the workers were called to work, but the payment received was not what their work could have secured on an ordinary basis. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2 verse 10 we are all saved to do good work, but salvation is infinitely more than what our good works could secure for us. In fact, all our good works is still filthy rags. The story shows the landowner representing God, dispensing grace to all, but some complaining when they see others receiving grace from him. They were comparing the amount of work done instead of being thankful for the, kind, for the kindness of the landowner in giving them what they didn't deserve. In which lot would you place yourself? Here are some points of grace that we can consider. Number one, no one is saved because they deserve to be saved. Number two, no one is saved because of how much they have done. 3. No one is saved because of how long they have been working. 4. No one is saved because of how hard they have worked. 5. No one is saved because of how much they know. 6. No one is saved because of the gifts they possess. 7. No one is saved because of the positions they hold. 8. No one is saved because of what church they attend. We are all saved by grace, through faith. Nothing more, nothing less. Thank God for His amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. As we worship God, let us celebrate and thank Him for His wonderful love and His grace towards us. And let us show this grace to each other. Loving Lord, Father, thank you for saving us. Thank you for extending your grace to us. Help us to live a life of gratitude. A life that reflects your grace. So that as we impact the life of others, we will be a blessing to them in countless ways. Forgive us, O oh God, and help us to place our confidence in the right place. Not in ourselves, not in what we do, but simply in you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God bless you, my brothers and sisters.